You found Rebirth, a podcast about real life stories of what happens when you let go and let life lead. I'm your host, Kate. I'm so glad you found your way here. Season six is similar to our other episodes um, where we'll be commingling between guests and uh, mini episodes. This episode in particular is kicking off season six. And we are with Joshua Townsend. And the reason this episode is kicking off season six is because we're pivoting to talk about creativity, alignment, and community. And when you pull at any one of those aspects of the triangle, they all work together. One of my favorite phrases, and there's a lot of them from this episode with Joshua. First of all, check him out at Joshua Townsend so that you can check in the show notes, joshuatownsend.com. He talks about creativity and process. On his website, he says that he has worked in the entertainment industry for most of his adult life, and he feels like he's just now starting to scratch the surface of the potency and the innate power of the artist and the creative who works with a nature-based approach to the creative process. And I think this is directly off his website. And I think Joshua does this beautifully. He even has uh, this quiz that attunes you to what element you create from. If you're familiar with other holistic approaches like the Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, they talk a lot about elements. And so we are, he's specifically talking about your creative process what is the benefit of it and what can be your edges because joshua specializes in getting um, across mediums getting a creative process started but also finished and one of my favorite parts about this episode is where we talk about if you're heading just for the product you might be creating the wrong thing but if you're lining up for the process you can't go wrong Because in the process, you're also grown as an artist, as a creative, and as a human being. I'm so glad you found this episode of Rebirth. You're in for a treat. Let's get going with myself and Josh Townsend. Hello, Joshua. Hey, Kate. How are you doing today? Whenever I say Kate, I always think of kiss. I always think of like you know the royalty. You do? Yeah, yeah. It's something. It's like something in my brain, you know. Catherine, I guess because Catherine, Catherine the Great, Alexander the Great, Kate. It does have it. It has that crispness to the end of it. You know, Kate. It's like a little dash, maybe. Yeah, different Mm -hmm. than KT, you know, which is has a different energetic sort of feel Kate. it does it does i even mm -hmm. no go ahead ahead. Uh i played with reclaiming katie in my hawaii years because uh there was so much vowels at the end and there's a much more feminine (laughs) (laughs) there is Mm -hmm. and i have a very clipped east coast mindset Mm -hmm. yeah clipped right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going along with the word But I found that uh, I was okay with my family calling me Katie, but it was a good expression because it started to realize like sometimes you need the external and then you realize you don't, you know, you don't really need the name change. But for those of you who haven't been in like either like Makawao or Kapahi 20 years ago, like changing your name was a bit real, (laughs) it was a pretty common thing in those areas, you know? Yeah. You go to you go to a creative circle and you leave and you know you changed your name. That's what you did. Yeah, 
it was just something you do with something we and and to have that fluidity i think or the permission to have that fluidity i think is really helpful and very key because it it kind of like disentangles it disengages it in a different way than yeah I actually agree with that because I really judged it. I was like, remember being in some circles. I used to laugh with a mutual friend of ours, Anne, about how some of the names I'd hear in circles, like I, I was like, I, I didn't know you could name yourself that. And so it would like kind of like push my conception of how you're choosing to present yourself, which is a, which is a creative act, really. You know. Yes. Yes, because yes, it's given to you at birth. You know, yes. given to you and then to to have some sort of autonomy over that you know it, it changes it even if you go back to the the name on your birth certificate it still changes it it doesn't it doesn't hold you in the same way actually i agree with that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um, so you know open, open. well which is kind of what you do right like that's yeah. that's what your gift i think you you keep opening like someone comes with to you with something and you're like, that's fantastic. And what if we just stretched it a little? Yes. Yes. Just like you're the, the mistress of Segway. That was a, that was a masterful segue, by the way. Masterful. It's one of my secret gifts. Yes. I'm not so secret anymore. <laughs> um, yes. So I, I do my best to live in the land of and the land of and in the County of Bounty. And as silly as that sounds, um, it just, you know, that's, that's an important place to get to for artists and creatives. Especially. Can you talk to us a little bit about, so I, cause I don't want to make the meaning about living in the and, cause I think that is a fantastic invitation. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? We move away from binary mm -hmm. to, um, uh, to uh, a possibility is, is the more eloquent way of saying it. Um, and what it is, is we get caught into this paradigm of chocolate or vanilla. Mm. We get in this caught in this thing of like, well, we can only, you know, growing up, right? Well, we can only afford, you know, this or that. Which one do you want? And then we narrow our, our, our focus, our, our choices, and we forget about the plethora of all the other things that we could, that are out there for us. And we lock in on that tunnel. And, um, it's done at such a subtle level that we then start, you know, so if we can say, okay, I want chocolate and vanilla, you mean a swirl is possible? I actually think this is a really potent metaphor. And I think if it was, some people have it in a really like astounding or maybe troubling way, but it's the subtle, like, oh yeah, why would I think I should have to? Or why should I ask the ice cream lady to scoop in her with two spoons? That's like such a big deal. And it's like, she doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care she scoops from two flavors I think you know and then softening that like if some people hear that and they're like well I can't overanalyze every choice I offer a child or you know whatever the negative will extrapolate you can offer like what do you want today you mm -hmm. can soften it in such a like and I think that's what I assign or I respect in meeting people like yourself that like you really roll around and stretch into the creative. Like, you know, I came from like Catholic school, art class, these, there's like these things and there's these options and you learn ceramics and then you did it. And then it was done and you moved on. And then you meet people, I'm just, right? There's one possibility. And then when you meet people who, in my opinion, 
kind of never fell for that limited option. It's like the mind perception has always kind of stayed open. And it's okay if you're someone like myself that had to like pry off some constriction, you know, because you can, right? It's not like, oh no, that happened to me. It's like, oh, so what? It did. And then you put yourself around other people and have conversations and change it. So when you work with people in that, that's how I want to take this. So if you're someone who doesn't think you're an artist, you know, when people are like, oh, I would love to do that, but I'm not, you know, that whole body thing, like, I'm not really an artist. I can't, what, how do you respond to that? Or people crossing genres who say they can't cross genres because they don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right away. I go, well, you're either an artist or you're a creative. Now, which one is it? Binary. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) What's the matter with you? Um, so in all reality, we're all creatives. Mm-hmm. I feel like artist, artiste, you know, we say it with a French accent, has a little stigma on it. But if we, if we just go after a creative, creative as, mm-hmm. as a word, um, you cannot not create in your life. Right. So you create your day, you create your environment, you create a meal, um, you create to some degree, you create a certain amount of money in your bank account. You, you're, you're constantly creating. And so it's, it's just a matter of awareness, which is what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. It's like, how aware are you that you create? And even if you don't have something physical, you can create, you create relationships by the way you interact with someone. So you're constantly creating and recreating environments, situations, relationships, and so now the game is how aware can you right. create them? And out of choice as opposed to default. I think that's part of the reason people are paying attention to neurology now. They're understanding that like that the language is coming forward that we're always creating. Mm-hmm. And that perception and awareness, it's it's that thing where you know you you can't necessarily change every container that you need to walk through in life. They might be difficult ones, but you can notice the beauty in the difficult moment. And I think that's the choice, right? It's not hiding in a difficult moment. Um, What do you, okay. So if someone comes to you, can you tell us a little bit about how I know, again, I don't want to go into the binary, but just for the reader, the listener, the reader that um, is meeting you in this moment, when, if they went onto your website, I noticed two prominent words and it's like create and finish. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and can you talk a little bit about why those are the, the language that you're leading with when you're working with people that are creating in many different arenas? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I use Finnish, I use Swedish, I use Denmark, just kidding. Um, so it's important to be Finnish. Um, so in any creative process, in any, in any, let me say it a different way, in any nature-based approach of any process, Yes, nicely done. There is the holy, tri- what I call the holy trinity, which is create, release, relax. Now you can break it down with finer points and you can go into other elements as you wish, but the three big buckets are create, release, relax. And what I'd like people to do that are listening right now is to take a moment and just pause and go, which, which cycle of that larger <laughs> cycle 
which one am I prone to do most? Because we all are prone to do one of those really, really well. Yes. Some people are creating all the time. Some people mm -hmm. are releasing all the time or they're very comfortable with that. And some people are resting all the time. They really got <laughs> resting down. <laughs> and so create, release, relax, relaxing, taking it back in. And that's an endless cycle. So at the same time, take another moment and go, which one am I less comfortable or less familiar with? Which one do I feel challenged by? Mm -hmm. And if, if, when, when I can bring myself into balance, I'm using balance in quotes because there, because I have to talk about balance, which is another key thing. Um, when I come into balance for me, then things will start to flow. But if I constantly am creating and I'm never releasing, if you mm. did that in the physical form with eating, I mean, we know right. what that looks like, right? Right. So, so it's the same thing in, in, in your life. I am, as I'm listening to you, I would say that I'm someone that the relaxing is the least. Okay. The, you know, it's like the creating and understanding the releasing and then laying it like fallow, like letting it be. So that would be the one that I, um, would need the most challenging yeah challenge Derek challenge Derek yeah for sure um so how and, do you so which one which one's which one's your go-to which one do you create I'm always like there's an idea there's something to write there's something to do that I think is my go-to okay okay I think so, I think that's true yeah okay. and so then where does releasing fall in the I think releasing is correctly imbalanced between the two where I'm either releasing too soon or hold, like releasing sometimes. I mean, sometimes I'm imbalanced. Like I'm not saying I, I, there's some things that are really balanced, yeah. but if it's an effort or if, you know, one of the reasons I reached out to you is, is we talked about like, kind of, I'm, I like your differentiation of the word between artist and creative. I am purposely repossessing the word like artist cre creator for my own growth. Yes. And so when I'm in balance with what I'm creating, I understand how to pace it and release mm -hmm. it at the right time. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not sure about what I'm creating, like if it's an offer or a class, mm -hmm. I will often, if I'm not sure, I'll release it too soon. Be like, oh, nobody responded. That's that, you know, or I'll hold mm -hmm. on to it too long mm -hmm. for perfection. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, there's like, I'm trying this other thing, but there's something that's already completed that's sitting and waiting. So it's a, it's a great question. If you, you can almost do this evaluation for any project that you're doing, you Absolutely. know. Oh yeah. And then there's micro in there. You just, you just did something really amazing though. It's just very exciting for me to, to hear that, to listen to that, <laughs> which is, which is this thing about timing. You know, I always tell people there's no such thing as time. There's only timing. Mm. If you want, if you want to make money in the start market, what's more important, time or timing? Timing. Right. Timing. If you, if you want to make a baby, what's more important, time or timing? Timing. So anything that's based, you know, when's the most important time to, to plant seeds and to harvest? That's all about timing. So anything, again, nature-based is always going to be around timing. Mm -hmm. So what you just shared is beautiful, which is when you go to the release phase, and then there's this thing of too too soon or too early. 
-hmm. too soon or too early that was good <laughs> too early or too or you know holding on for perfection too long yeah mm -hmm. it, yeah it's that holding energy is what i noticed in that moment with you is there's this element of giving opportunity for the old story to play out mm. as, as opposed to just um, feeling into the moment and trusting yourself that you know when the release time is. I'd agree with that. And that's so interesting because that's a good way to, to self-monitor or self-check, which is if I'm running an old pattern chances are i'm i'm creating that opportunity on consciously or unconsciously sure i'm tracking you yeah so so that so that i can play out my old story of of everything i do is never enough or, right. or <laughs> no one no one really likes me you know i eat out, i eat lunch alone right because they get patterned really soon they get patterned right around that time so for the curious person what what as we continue into this, what realms of helping things be born do you work in? So I'm I'm medium agnostic. Doesn't that sound great? That's that sounds very Joshua. It <laughs> is fantastic, and I I love it that it's like I gave you an answer. Now yeah. when you figure out what that means, come on back. I understand it though because I know all the words. Yeah. So so it has to do with if it has a story, if it has a narrative, it has. If it has something in that world, then then I can help develop it with you, because because story is story. Now, yeah. are there are there differences and and things that need to be altered based on what what platform or what form or what medium I'm going to use? Absolutely, short form is so short form is so different than long form. For sure. Now, for someone who doesn't know what you're alluding to with short form and long form, can you give us examples? Sure, absolutely. Um, so a short form would be like an essay or a TikTok, uh -huh. video, or a TikTok video. Do you really help with TikTok videos? Um, I break them down, absolutely. Fascinating. Yeah, because it's narrative. Mm -hmm. I mean, Obviously, if you're just dancing, then there's no narrative. But if you have a narrative in your TikTok, then yes. Fascinating. Like, like I, 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 um, one of my most favorite things to 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 help people with in terms of their work, but also it's a great teaching tool is uh -huh. stand-ups. Yes. Because stand-ups have to work in short form, and they have to work really clean. And when I say clean, I mean um, uh, um, with great minimalistic. Uh, sound bites and depth of entry within a short time frame, clean that way as opposed to blue material. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and within it, you get the, the the whole structure of what creates a story, a story, and how you can make it more potent. In longer form, you have to do the same thing. It just takes longer, and there's so many more layers and so many more. So here here's the most important thing I can share with anyone: the reason why because I, 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 I dive into this stuff. The reason why a Saturday Night Live um, uh, uh, skit can do so well and then flop so hard as a feature yes. is, is because of this. They don't understand, they, they, whoever they is, they don't understand or they're not willing to develop it to the point. You cannot take a 10 minute 
skit or 10 minute anything and, and turn that into a 90 minute anything without doing some deep work. End of story. And if you try to do it, then you just get like, you know, one note feature films, you know, where it's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Oh yeah, that was funny. That was funny 20 minutes ago, but now it's a little less funny. <laughs> I, I completely agree with this analysis. Um, and, then on, and then on top of that is, mm -hmm. is if once you go over the 15 to 18, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still not 100% on my exact times, but somewhere oh. more than 12 and less than 20 for sure. Okay. Once you cross over that mark, the game changes and your audience demands more from you as a storyteller in order for it to be a fulfilling experience. That was my aha moment as you were telling the difference between the two, because it's like, you can have an idea, but like you talk about finishing, like you need to be willing to like meet up and rise and like birth it through. Like, so this short form that's coming around, which is fine. I mean, that's part of what we're doing, but the, the journey gets truncated. Like you can't go through enough emotions. I think if, if you aren't endeavoring into things that require your like attention and patience with it, like I'm not, so those are the right words, but that's what I'm hearing about, like where the work grows you if you if it if it's mm. asking more of you. Not that long form or short form can achieve the same things, but it's an interesting articulation when you said your audience demands more of you. And I think people are like, but it worked over here, and it's like, yeah, but that's not what that like. Yeah. That's not yes. what this is. Yes, yes, and I, I believe people. Are, and I love what you just said about material growing you or your work growing you, which is absolutely mm -hmm. right in, in the sense of when you go up against your edges. Yes. And, and that's where life happens. Life happens, you know, at your edges. They don't happen in the middle. If you're if you're in the middle, you're going to you're it's maintenance. But when you get to your edges, that's when you start to push those boundaries and grow and develop and open up new doors. And there needs to be a willingness to do that, you know, because if you're not willing, then and I don't see that. I don't say that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying that in a real way. It's like no willingness, no entry. Yeah, that's just the price you pay to meet the muse. She's like, I'm not interested. Like you have to. I think people think that if you just make the decision, it's like, well, I'm here. And I think the greater work, whatever that is for you, whatever form it is, is like, yeah, but how here are you? You know, I really feel that that. So we were talking a little bit before this about. I, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna write a book called Be Here Soon. Just kidding. Oh, please do. Be here soon. Time's a ticking. <laughs> Time's a ticking. Get off soon. the TikTok and write your book. Um, uh -huh. The consciousness of the creative. And you yes. gave, like, if someone is going to delve into that, and you gave this, this is not the queen of segue here, but I really loved this metaphor. And we talked about how when you write a paper, like mm -hmm. if you're going to start with creative and like what get, gets marked up on the paper, do you remember talking about that? The 97 versus the three, could yeah. you share like a little, can, is that enough for you to talk? Yeah, our, about? our culture. Well, okay. So the one thing I want to bring in the room, which is what you brought up earlier, and we're going to get to this 97 and three thing um, is one of the most unfortunate, and I mean this sincerely, one of the most unfortunate things is that most people are introduced to the world of the arts, creativity, writing, dancing, drawing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, through school. And in a school where you're going to get graded. 
Now that's the antithesis. Of- yeah, I'm like my. If you're just listening, my body just moved back. Like, like it's so true. That that's the antithesis of the environment that you want to cultivate for mm-hmm. that kind of work to be developed. Mm-hmm. And so, no wonder you get people having a perspective about their creativity. <laughs> When, when at eight years old, you're getting graded on your self portrait. Do you know what I mean? It's like, c- come on. I mean, what do you expect? You know, the hammer comes down and goes, well, you know, needs improvement. Yeah. There's no time to just play. Like, even when that is the appropriate age time to do it, we're just, we're just, this is the hammer is the right word for it. You can just see yeah. the little. Yeah. And then, <laughs> the, and then the whole thing just gets shattered in front of you and it's like well merry christmas yeah and then it's like yeah no no wonder and then because there's so much vulnerability to it then it's kind of easy to be like yeah don't do that yeah. because if you're not even gonna like give it a chance yeah i i agree that is where art for me was so i just thought like well i'm not I'm like i'm not you know like i have a friend that has this really beautiful art um class and she would have an art night and she's like are you gonna ever stop collaging i'm like just leave me alone like i this is where i'm comfortable because i haven't i haven't done this like there is so much reprogramming coming which is why i think i'm possessing you know keep the coherence possessing the thing you know but you know what this is a sidebar i actually went because you know who this you know this friend it's it's kim and i remember being in her studio and drawing once and her boyfriend went at the time went to make a comment and she like Mm -hmm. because she knew in her art therapy moment that this was like a thing Mm -hmm. and he went to make a and she did that total like in the right sense that teacher protective wing of Mm -hmm. kate is here to create and i was like I know this is a very rudimentary picture. And I, I remember that moment because it kind of gave permission even when she wasn't around. And I didn't even think I was endeavoring into that healing moment. You know, I, I was just like, I don't, I never had crayons that aren't from Crayola. Why are all your, because your material also opens up expansiveness. It can, yes. Mm-hmm. If you're very linear, it because I'm like, this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it has to be that way. And I'm definitely not a proponent of like, you have yeah. to have all the things. Right, right, right. But when I was curious and there were things I didn't know and someone didn't scoff at me that I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, there's no right way or wrong way to use that. You just play with it. And I'm like, yeah. that was interesting. So I'm, that's why the 9730, the 97.3%, which yeah. we'll get to. Yeah, it's big for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, 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 yeah. So when you when you uh, go into you know a certain level of schooling, then you know the red pen comes out when you turn in a piece of writing, mm-hmm. and um, and you get ham and, and and let's say you get ninety seven percent of the volume of material correct, whatever that means, and three percent is not correct, whatever that means, and that three percent gets marked up and hammered at you. And the other 90% is not even like mentioned, it's like briefly mentioned, like, you know, I don't know, whatever. That was that was good and great. Great. <laughs> little smiley face. <laughs> There's and one word for, for the 97%. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we just totally hyper focus on on the area that um that, that particular teacher feels that needed um attention. And so my advocation for everybody is to make sure that you can self-identify 
your area that is you, which has to do with self-awareness, like, like what part of you do you own? And then, and whatever endeavor you're working on is start with that. That's one of the reasons why I did the, um, the people can go to my website and you can take this free quiz, which lets you know. Loved water, the quiz. Water, air, fire, earth, right? Mm -hmm. And then, then it's not to say that you're only that, but because we all have all aspects of it, but all of us tend to have one element that we lead with when we start a, a project. That's, that's generally what, 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 what I'm after on that. And to say yes to that element, because that element is also going to be the same element that's going to, that, that needs to be fed and supported by you so that you can show up to the studio, the canvas, the sound stage, the rehearsal hall, et cetera, et cetera, the writing room, whatever it is. Right. And so, and so that's really important. And, you know, on this element, you know, it's called the creative element. So it's gonna be water, fire, air, or earth. And, but you can use that same idea for any self-awareness tool so that you can own your best parts and you mm. can always farm out the rest. Uh, you know, I'm going to go in a whole other direction. This Please one, do. Mm -hmm. this one person was telling me that they were going to, they were going to uh, start this business. And I said, great, good for you. And they're like, yeah, but you know, in order to have that business, you know, I, I really need to get a PhD. And I said, that's fantastic. That, you know, that's one of the most amazing things of like how you can really oh. delay your whole life. <laughs> I am so happy that you found it with such, with such brilliance and how most people would actually agree with you. Yes. Said, you know how much a PhD, you know how much it costs to hire a PhD? Just go, go, go hire a PhD, boom, done, and keep going with your business idea. But we are masters of like, oh, well, you know, if only I had this camera. Oh, well, if only I took this course then. Well, sure. And that, that would be the hiccup when I mentioned the materials. If you think you need the material to create, no good. Or you think you need the, the expertise to be created. I think it actually prevents the solution. Like, mm -hmm. like you were saying, like um, there, somebody just shared a story, of, I'll keep it, I won't even do the whole Zen thing, but the basic thing was that the woman was holding the hot cup, teacup and the master was telling her to put the cup, like let the cup go and she oh, didn't want to drink. Oh, it was, I hope I get it right now. It was um, to, to let the cup or empty, uh, empty the cup or get rid of the cup. It was something she had hot water and she didn't want to swallow it. She couldn't hold it. And she was doing all these things. And then the master just took it out of her hand and put it back on the table. Like you didn't have to consume it. You didn't have to harm yourself. But mm. when you're in that mm. way of pleasing or needing to achieve, we only think of the summit. We don't think of like the ease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, and beautiful. When That's beautiful. It also speaks to the binary. She felt caught between two choices. The, it does. The, there was a third choice, the, the third way. Well, you know what? That third, the story, if I had you know, remembered, I would have had it down for you and I'll share it with you in a nice form for later. But when you said to lead with your strength, there's really a lot to unpack there. And that's sort of the same answer. Like the strength was the easiest way. Don't dismiss that the, the thing that's natural to you is an acceptable solution, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because I think when it comes to creative to tie it into the 3%, it's like, well, I don't know how to write a book. So like, okay, so if I said to you, Joshua, I want to write a book, but I don't know how to write a book. <laughs> Sorry. You, you just said that was such a, it wasn't what you said, it was how you said it. It was just brilliantly articulated. I want to write a book, but I don't know how to write a book. There. <laughs> so, um, so first of all, congratulations, the characters in conflict, which is just like the character in your book, if you're doing a narrative which is really important. It's really important to identify that we actually create the obstacle. We actually create the conflict. And in writing, especially narrative, you actually have to consciously create it, but you can't consciously create it if you're not conscious of how you do it yourself. So the more you can get in touch with how you do it, how I am actually creating conflict in my life by the points of view, how the character thinks and feels about everything at all the time, I'm creating the conflict. It's just like that lady you said in the in the teacup thing. The only reason that she's in conflict is she is stuck in a binary choice. Either I drink the fluid or I hold the cup. That's it. If I if I usher in a third choice, the character cannot be in conflict. So, in answer to your question, using that as my as my underline. So good the character comes to me and says i can write but i can't write a book mm -hmm. so what's that lady's name uh can't remember her name right now is that true right um, oh katie, byron katie yeah byron katie, yeah. Byron yeah. katie, byron katie. Thank is you. that true is mm -hmm. that true well because we have a thing it has nothing to do with the book it has to do with my my energetic attachment to this thing that i call a book because then my question to you is, is, can you write an essay? Can you write a chapter? Can you write a story? And the answer would be yes, right? Yes, mm -hmm. this character then, would say yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then can you do 10 of them? And the character would say yes. Yes. And so could you, could you title each one? <laughs> yes, could you number the pages? Oh my God, I have a book. <laughs> oh Jesus, that was That's close. the truth. Yeah, that's the that's really the truth. And you talk about the like, so would that go into the play of like the conscious, like being aware of being of the creative, right? So there's like, I guess what I'm hearing is like the tension between the person. We're in a, we're in like a like content creators now. Like a, it's, it's like a thing, right? People yeah. are creating, and I think that's great if it's going to bolster the creative. But I don't think it's as helpful if you're creating for performing for an algorithm. I think then you start to, it's a different type of creation. See, you, you again, you say it so beautifully and you're absolutely right. And just replace, what's that, what's that word again? Allow, algorithm. Algorithm. Mm -hmm. algorithm. Just replace <laughs> the word algorithm with grade. It is, isn't it? It's a performance. It's a performance, but it's externally based on, on someone with more power who's going to give you something. And that's just like we what we learned in school. So it hasn't really changed. We're still performing to get something other. See, the thing itself is the fulfillment. As soon as we put our, our attachment on the fulfillment of something that's beyond or externalized to, then we're lost. And because I have a concept that a book, a, a book is hard to write, 
a book will make me an author. If right. I'm an author, then I'm an authority. And I don't like authority, so I don't really want to be an author, but I really want to write this book. It's look all there. All this, look at all this beautiful conflict, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm like, that's fantastic. Now put that into your narrative. Oh, I want to ask you so many questions about that. Um, so, okay, when someone comes in about the consciousness of creative and the awareness, you talked about there are some things that are, no matter what your form is, like there's development, sense and sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like, there's the state of being, the state of awareness? Because I think if we, you know, listen, there's nothing wrong with using social media to launch your bit, like use it however you want. I don't think there's a problem, but I find that if somebody, okay, somebody recently was like, oh, I loved what you wrote on, on um, Instagram. But the only reason it really went out on Instagram is because I had this moment and I wanted to catch it. It was for me and I decided to share it. Mm -hmm. And the person had said to me, um, what was the word that they used? It was, uh, is this, um, maybe it was relatable. It was something, my point, oh, engaging. Is my writing engaging? And I said, well, it depends on what kind of engagement one are you wanting? Are you asking me about writing that will get you engagement, that will get you clicks, that will get you buys? Because the post that you liked was really, I hadn't posted anything in a while. And this was something that was true for me and I didn't really care. And, and then everybody liked it because the, now I know that if I was using that algorithm for attraction and I'm not using the tool correctly. So it's like, what engagement are you using? And I think that you can be using both, but I, I noticed this trend that people are, well, cause they are, I mean, whether they should or not, people, people are right. So I don't want to leave anything out, but what are you creating just for your own engagement? Like, can we reconnect and don't tell me to change my words because of the SEO? Cause I'm like, well, then I'm already writing for the robots and I really do not. <laughs> I really don't enjoy that. It's, I feel like what we're what we're tapping into now is is attachment. Hmm. You know, is like, am I attached to getting X number of likes? Am mm -hmm. I attached to getting a certain result, a grade, a certain thing on SEO, et cetera, et cetera? Or am I att attached? Maybe not be the best word what's my intention? What's my intention? Or is my intention to move towards sharing what, what I need to share? And perhaps, and perhaps what I want to share, I need to find different words to relanguage it so it can land. Because we want to do both. We want to have self-expression, but at the same time, we have to make it so that the other person can hear it. Otherwise, you know, the, the guy in the corner who's holding the Bible, standing on that little crate, you know, yelling at everybody, he's in self-expression mode. <laughs> he is. You know, is, is that, is it making an impact? Is it doing what he wants it to do? Is he doing what it wants it to do? That's a great question to ask of what you're creating. Is it doing what you want it to do? Yeah. And if not, then, then maybe, maybe you mm -hmm. need to open up to different, you know, tools, skills, techniques, approaches, vocabulary. I mean, you know, we can go on and on. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, you know, yes, you need to focus on your strengths. Absolutely. But you also need to focus on what I need to um, develop that may not be present um, in order to uh, reach or make the impact that I want. And, and, you know, 
that's that's the life of an artist as a creative as an artist yeah that would be the i would imagine if you're looking at what you're strong at and what you would need to grow that would be the common thing right so some people are really good at understanding what is needed for the life to the message to be reached mm-hmm. and some people are out there creating what hasn't been seen before but both need to work yeah. somewhere in both ends of the pool right that's yes. just we're supposed to be grown through life it's not like a static right absolutely mm-hmm. one, one of the most interesting things and this has to do with with all of life mm-hmm. which is we constantly want the familiar but we also want to go on the adventure at the same time so true and so how do we do that as creatives because we we you know there, there's god there's there's that thing where where the people went and taste tested a bunch of um, macaroni and cheese and uh-huh. they asked people what what macaroni and cheese was the best macaroni and cheese yeah and after the scientists did all their research and blah 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 the end of the story is this the best mac and cheese for that individual was the mac and cheese that was closest to what they grew up on. Yes. Because it's not about the best mac and cheese, it's about mm-hmm. what's familiar. familiar. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a foodie, then maybe maybe you're gonna bust outside that paradigm because you're gonna have developed a sense and sensibility around you know the texture of the cheese and the multiple layers and the saltiness and the da 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 da. And then you can have an appreciation for something that was other than what was served to you at seven. Mm-hmm. But most people just want to replicate that comfort food. It's the same thing here. It's like you need to ha- you need to have the invitation so that it's. I'm I'm right now. I'm having the image of Breaking Bad. If you look at the opening sequence of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. they do a masterful job of exactly this. It's familiar, but it's like oh, what the hell is going it's going on? on. Mm-hmm. But it's familiar. But what mm-hmm. the hell? But it's not, but they don't hang out in any one end. See, if I hang out in one end, this is familiar, then after a while I'll, I'll desensitize. If I, if I hang out in like, what the hell is going on for too long, I pull back because I'm like, I, I, I'm lost. I, I'm right, lost. there's no place to go. You don't have any anchor point. Yes. There has to be. Mm. And, and this is very true of, of, of anyone who does storytelling. Yeah. It's actually an imperative. It's to toggle between those, the comfort and the unpredictable. Why? For the same reason that if I put my hand out like this and I, and I do this for any, any length of time, <laughs> I won't feel it anymore because we need change because we need stimulation in order to stay involved. Now, that said, who's your audience? Because some people need a lot of stimulation and other people go see art house films where, you know, yes. they can sit there and go, go for the ride. So then I, then I would say to you as, as a creative is, well, what ride are you looking to create? You know, that's a fantastic, um, example that you gave about you know the the international symbol for like time like it times up you know and that my impulse will no longer give you the attention and i wonder like do you think that with the deluge of information that we're having like do you see this in your appraisal do you see people going for a longer 
like wanting a longer sustenance out of art or do you think there's just a multiple happening it's mul it's multiple the reason why i say it that way that it's multiple with such a mm -hmm. short wording yes is is because TikTok is alive and well yeah mm -hmm. but then so is binge watching 27 hours of game of thrones right so you can't binge watch 27 hours of game of thrones okay so i have another question for you then you okay if Focus. If if you are looking to to refriend, re I'm not even going to say make friends. I'm going to say refriend because the the creative was in you. She might have he or she might have abdicated early for whatever reason of that teacher in the self portrait or whatever. But if you're looking to refriend the creative, where would you start, like making that endeavor? I, again, you know, you're brilliant. Refriend, I love that, which is so different than befriend, you know? Mm -hmm. Refriend, I love that. Um, that's just the writers in us talking right now. It's like, yes. oh, 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 word choice. Oh, the word choice. <laughs> Good. Cause it, well, because it stimulates, you know, imagery and everything else that's so important in communication. Um, Self-awareness is the answer to it in, in the shortest form, because I need to tap into the original, the original imprint of, of where I naturally go needs to be re-stimulated in a very organic way. And what I mean by that is to make it concrete is um, based on who you are, that can look like you sitting down with watercolors, mm. That could look like you writing a blog or you know writing something just for your own sake or a script. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could look like making a meal. It could look like creating a garden in in a in a garden bed and making it look mm -hmm. beautiful. It could look like redecorating your 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 living room. It doesn't make a difference because because the sense and sensibilities of the artists have been dormant for a while, and you need to start wherever that trail like was abruptly cut or mishandled or whatever, but it needs to be for you, not for anyone else. So you can't judge where you're going to start. You just have to start wherever your awareness takes you to start. And let's use like the, uh, like I, I do, I give this one assignment sometimes, which is my house is a mess. I've always dreamed of having a, a clean house, you know, a beautiful house, like in a, like a hotel room or whatever, right? Where everything's just perfect. Right. I go, okay, you know that little side table that's two feet by two feet over there? They go, yeah. I go, that's it. Just create that tabletop that's two feet by two feet exactly as you want it to be. That's and, beautiful. And then push mm -hmm. out one more foot in every direction. And then one more foot when that's done. And one more foot and one more foot. I happen to know that you also help performers in, what's the word, embodying either the story or the character, which I would imagine are actually two different things. Like if you're like workshopping something, you can like embody the story, meaning maybe you're not, mm. oh, does that make sense? Like you're, mm -hmm. so can you, um, so I guess for the, for the listener, I've seen like, not a lot, but I've seen some of the work that you've had a hand in of helping people kind of like unfurl and like a small, you know, like the very small Joshua, you know, okay, that's great. Why don't we, and it's just a whisper. It's just this, 
teeniest little and this current opens can you talk not in a prescriptive way but could you just address that like I guess the easy question would be what do you see but that's actually not so much what I'm asking I'm more like that interplay between you and the person because I think when we are re-embodying the creative we actually keep going to the brain and the craft and the skill and not actually the body and where the story is and and like why meditating or stretching is actually going to help you be more creative you know mm-hmm. 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 yeah i'm writing down the word impulse because because there's this there's this impulse that that's what you like that's what mm-hmm. i feel like you're talking about mm-hmm. is, is this there's this original impulse that we have to create something and sometimes we get lost isn't the best word but you know a bunch of other things come into play and then we lose contact with that original and i love that you made a distinction between um the story and the performance that's that's a beautiful distinction because as a writer you may want to do like like if 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 i were suggesting something for you (laughs) um if you were working on a story Oh, and I don't believe in writer's block, by the way, if I would just throw that out there. I appreciate um, that. You can speak yeah. more if you want. Go ahead. Um, but if you're working on a story, um, I would throw out to you to dance the story. Sure. But not for performance, just for you, right? So, for like tool development and tool being myself. Yeah, and to see what's alive in you as you dance the story. And so you think the mm. themes or the major things that happen in the story or whatever it is, and what's what's the underbelly of it. And literally like go to go to go to your room. Go to your room. <laughs> you know, and for 30 minutes you dance the story, you put on music or not, up to you, right? And then and then write afterwards, write all the thoughts and feelings and impulses that came up. So that's that's like one way of like developing a story through embodiment. The other way, which is what your distinction was, which was the thing of performance. So performance is from a singular point of view. Okay. Performance is a character. It's the, it's a point of view is how the character thinks and feels. And we're gonna watch how that point of view shifts over the narrative from one, usually one, one perspective and one end of the of the paradigm to the other end of the paradigm. Scrooge goes from being a Christmas Carol goes from being tight wad mean spirited to incredibly generous and kind. Mm-hmm. We watch we watch that shift happen over the narrative. So you want to when you do a performance development, you want to pick where you are on that performance on the narrative line, mm-hmm. and then, and then embody that, but but it's from a singular point of view. I, I'm, I'm stressing that because it's really important. See, what happens is is when people write stuff or perform stuff or whatever, they know too much because they know how it ends. Okay, I'm tracking you. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's no bueno. Yeah, because you cannot be communicating the end at the beginning. Oh, actually, that's fantastic. We have, we have nowhere to go. Yes. Because because the character already knows everything, and so then well, if you already know everything, then then what are we doing here? Right. Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Have a good time. Thanks for inviting me. Nice drapes. Mm-hmm. And so that also ends up being a little talisman for the writer, or I, I default to writer because that's that's the craft I default to, right? So, but whatever you're creating, whatever it's you're almost creating. like 
you need to be okay with your singular perspective of not knowing where you're going. Like that's mm-hmm. what makes a good story to give. And yes. that's what, that's what you're creating is giving you like, you need yes. to get, like, you need to trust me. Yes. You need to get in the car. Yes. And be in the moment without, without forethought or for whatever, foreknowledge of, of what's coming. And it yeah, comes- that demand, like you yeah. have to, people are like, well, how am I going to get published? I'm like, well, have you written the first paragraph? Like, have you even made oh. friends with the idea? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, you're actually stealing it from yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's a great way of saying it. That's a great way of saying it. You're stealing it from yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and in doing so, you rob the experience from the audience or from your reader or whoever whoever's the person who's going to consume it. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, in answer to your question about, about, about uh, medium agnostic, the, the two biggest distinctions that I work with in, in medium agnostic land is how is, the, how is the thing going to be enjoyed by who? Because there's a huge difference between someone oh. who reads something yes. and someone who's going to hear it or watch it. Those, those, that's the biggest difference in terms of a paradigm. And so that's, that's about the only major I think I need to know is the end consumer, the person you want to reach, are they going to read it or are they going to listen slash watch it? Because one's a book and one's a film or a video or a voiceover or an audiobook. My, yeah, I think the big smile I had was also that if you ask that question, it shifts out of like you are creating, because sometimes people need permission to create just for the joy of creating. Mm-hmm. And so when you shift into those questions, you're actually shifting. I, I'm hearing, I mean, that is tactical, like and necessary because you'll shift the tools that you use in their perspective, but you're also shifting to like how you're serving. Like that's a really big thing with when you're asking to create something, you know, a lot of times in the stories, they'll say, well, what are you going, you know, the gods will say, well, what will you be doing with the gift we give you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the creative could use some of that right now. Cause, because if it's just about producing content, then it, it doesn't ask that of you because you're, you're like, if you're not seeing it deeply, if you're just like, oh, I have to do five videos a week because of the, the it's like, well, there's, there's no relationship there. Mm-hmm. So I love that thing about how, how are they going to enjoy it? I think could shift, a, a, I'm not confused, but stalled creative because sometimes if you say, well, like I could use your help, people are like, oh, okay. Like they'll lean in. So if you lean into like how the person's going to enjoy what you're creating, it might give you a little bit more freedom as opposed to just focusing on production. I just feel like there's like a lot of, one of the joys I wanted to have you on is like, one, you're incredibly gifted and talented. So it's fun to talk to you. And I think, thank you. I think that resonance also calls forth that from others. And I feel that the people that listen here are like looking for a little bit more nourishment, you know? And so sometimes it's nice to hear that, like you could jot it down in 30 days, or you could let yourself go on a ride and like, Mm -hmm. all right. So I I have one thing to say on this, and this is, this is my soundbite. Okay. Process gives results. So people often go, well, I just want the result. Mm -hmm. I don't want your process. I just want the result. And that's fine. 
you know, if you're doing an exchange, a barter, whatever, and that's where that person's at, then okay, here's, here's the result. You're not going to grow through that. Right. Which is, which is someone else's choice. That's fine too. Right. Yes. Um, but here's the process and they go, Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, don't give me process. And, and they're right and they're right in the sense of a process will not give you a result in a week or two or a month or two, but in the long game process will give you everything. So that's the choice. That's the choice. That is the choice of the creative. So, so you can be in production. You can be in production all you want if your process is, is, your, is your number one intention that you're in development with as opposed to the result of a 45-second video that gets one and a half million likes. That's the differential. I want to encourage everyone to go take your quiz. Can you tell us what your website is, Joshua? It's it's, it's my first and last name. It's Joshua and then Townsend, but Townsend with an H, S-H-E-N-D.com. Thank you. And it says right there, creative quiz, and you just click on it. And um, it takes about two, three minutes at most. And then and not only do you get the result, which is kind of fun, but you'll get a couple other emails going over the pluses the strengths, the areas of development, some video, a uh, couple of videos that will give you more insights about. I personally find that what's most important is getting in touch with what you need to nurture your creative element, like your earth, right? I have to say that you made a comp or the quiz, the, mm -hmm. the language of the quiz made a comment about as earth you, like the environment of your creating or something, but then you could take that too seriously. Like, I, I can do that. Like if I don't have a landing point, I can circle. And I've had to, I didn't have it articulate like that, but I, I'm just like, oh, if that's the day I always have to have a list because I need the moment of spaciousness and then I need to ground in. And the quiz really articulated it for me. And I didn't think I would be earth because I thought I would be fire because if you know me a little bit, that's normally the default situation. But I read into earth and I was like, but what they asked is, where do you create? And I will often have an idea and I will not move on to it until it almost drops. Like I can sit with something for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And some of my best pieces that I write, I'm writing them without words. And then they drop and then it like, it comes through. <laughs> I'm writing them without words. I it's love true. that. It's true though. That's the difference of resonance. So I actually, I thought the quiz was really helpful and I've, I've consumed, and I say that word purposefully, like I haven't just watched, I've consumed the content that came, I mean, I took, let's be honest, I took it because it was your quiz. And I'm like, oh, it's gonna be kind of fun, you know? And I didn't expect the reflection, very gentle, not pointy, just like, these are things that you might wanna think of. And then the follow-up, I was watching them and I'm like, yeah, this is sort of where I'm at now that I want to, befriend I'm very good at the producing not so much at the re relaxing or like the releasing right and and this element the quiz was giving me places to if I want to grow that in myself like if I'm down for the process and I want to grow that then I need to um kind of befriend the things that I need to learn there you know so that I just got um I'm not going to cut that out my son just walked in so I thought that the quiz was was really helpful in giving me clues on things that 
I'm like, oh, that's not me. But when I read it as it pertains to how I create, it yes. was. Yes, yes. And that's that's being available to the process. That's not saying, oh, I already know this. It's being receptive to, to increasing your own personal awareness. Yeah. And I, I think that you do that really beautifully. And so if anyone was listening to this podcast and thought like, well, how would I work with Joshua? Or how can I learn more from him? I would love for you to share with us a little bit so that we, because I think that you're masterful in helping people reach the potential that's already innately seated. I think people think it's outside, but I think what you do really well is like you allow in a very easy way, you know, the process or the growth that needs to happen. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You said something really interesting a minute ago and you said writing without writing through writing without, without words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That That is so good. And it's such a great way of saying it because here's, yeah. and this is what I, this is what I want. I really want to share this with people because this is so important. People try to tell me that I'm not a writer because I don't write every day. And I, I have the, the weight of responsibility to let them know that writing is not purely a physical act. Right. Writing is how we process life. Yeah. Not everyone, some people. Just the people that that's their tool. Yeah. Yeah. And so when when I meet someone who's a writer, or at least my perspective of a writer, and they tell me they're not writing every day, I go, well, that's fine, because you're not going to stop your process. Now, you can enhance your process by writing every day. But how you go through life, how you identify things, how you uh, digest, how you, um, uh, you know, process things, is definitely in that world. Yes. And to and to be easy on ourselves is like, if you're a writer, you're a writer. And then what you choose to do is up to you, but write every day or not, but don't, don't take yourself down because you're not writing. I mean, like write a check, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you really wanna write, you know, push your edge. So how can people find like it on your website is all the ways that yep. they can work with you and yep. find you and you have that podcast. I have that podcast, uh, uh, the creative present, uh, you can sign up for it, or you can just go to the website and go to uh, resources and it gives it um, and uh, all the details are there. And th there's some really good um, uh, episodes there about uh, your element, as well as other things I think about. I'm going to do a whole series on procrastination. Oh, uh, fabulous. Yeah. I, I but don't, you're not sure when it's coming out? Yeah, but I'm going back and forth on whether I should do it. Should I? Have it? <laughs> That's funny. Kate. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually, and I, I don't have a word for it yet, and because I, I want to find that essential thing. But I don't believe that procrastination is procrastination. I understand that. I mean, I could see how that would be true. And, if, you, and I, if you're in for the process, it could be part of a, of a growth. Yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's time for us to to change, to come up with a new word that describes that phase. Because I feel like it's it's a stigma and, and, and basically it's the same thing about writer's block. It's just not true. All that all writer's block to me is means that you're getting to a choice point that you don't know what to do with and you need mm -hmm. more options. Well, they can come work with you, Joshua, and we'll have more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so I, 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 I constantly am working with defining and redefining these areas because I, I think that sometimes sometimes what happens is that we tell 
unknowingly, we tell ourselves lies mm -hmm. to get us out of a certain spot that we don't really want to address. And it's, and it's held in place culturally. It's at a cultural level, so we don't even notice it. Yes. I would love to talk more about that because it's so pervasive, like you said. So we're going to have to have you back. Until then, everyone go to joshuatownsend.com and take the quiz and find out your creative element to help give you insights and manage some of those edges of your creative process. Thank you so much for joining us on Rebirth, Joshua. We can't wait to have you back. I, I appreciate that. And I want to come back and do one. I want to do a little chat with you and your, and your folks about listening. I feel like I feel like that's an underserved area. We do speech and debate in school, but we never do a class called listening. I totally agree with you. So I, we'll do that another day. I would love that, Josh. Thanks for coming on the Rebirth Podcast. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kate. Bye. Beautiful time. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on the Rebirth Podcast. Can I ask a favor? Would you hit like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast? It would really help me get the word out. I appreciate it. See you back here for a next episode.